It's Friday, February 21st, and today we have a webinar covering migrating from Jive to Office 365 in 2020. I talk with Kirk Lamone and Rob Horton from the Transformation Practice about the 10 things you should know about doing a Jive migration. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this webinar on migrating from Jive to Office 365, and we're covering 10 things that you should know about doing this migration. I have some wonderful panelists here with me. Um, this is actually a, a, a webinar that we ran three years ago. So we're almost good. This is like an updated 10 things you need to know. And as part of that original webinar that we did, we had Kirk Lamone there. And Kirk, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hello. Awesome. Kirk is the is a technical lead for us in our transformation practice. And then this time we have our transformation practice lead. You, you, you're our leader here. Rob Horton. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks, Danny. Awesome. Awesome. So today we're going to go through uh, 10 things that everyone should know about migrating from Jive to Office 365. Before we get started here, you might have some of your own questions. I uh, invite you to ask your questions through the GoToWebinar panel. Um, and we'll pick those up at the end to see if anybody has any questions as we go through. We'd uh, love to hear from you. So to get us started here, are you ready? Let's do this. Uh, first off, Rob, why are people moving from Jive to Office 365? Well, we, we've worked with a lot of companies and um, it pretty much boils down to just a couple of things or big reasons why folks are moving off of Jive. Uh, one of the main reasons is just save costs. You know, they're looking mm -hmm. at it as uh, they've got a, a, a per user licensing. Um, most of these companies already have Office 365 and they're seeing that they're also paying for a Jive license. And it's, a uh, um, you know, they've got their, their content in two different places and really want to consolidate those licensing fees and and save mm -hmm. some money so that's that's one of the main reasons um, I'd say a majority of our clients uh, uh, migrate to Jive or migrate off of Jive to Office 365 um, and, and and also with a lot of our clients they they're looking at it and that they have Office 365 license already and they're realizing there's a lot more to that Office 365 can offer them you know beyond just uh, content repository beyond just SharePoint. They also are seeing that it offers Teams and um, you know Azure Compute and um, Exchange and a lot of different things that uh, they want to make sure that they're really taking advantage of what uh, you know their license already is providing them. They want to make you know take advantage of what's out there in addition to just a content storage. So um, those are probably the two most uh, the two biggest reasons why we're seeing clients move. Yeah it seems like uh Originally, Jive was outpacing, uh, you know, Microsoft's three-year product cycles, and nowadays it seems like it, the reverse is happening, where Microsoft is is innovating faster, and Jive, I think people are, it just seems like it's, it's not not getting all the updates that it used to, and uh, people are seeing Microsoft innovating faster. So. That same people who wanted to bring Jive to their organization want to move over to Microsoft because they have the same reasons. They want to stay innovative. Yeah, Jive's not innovating at all anymore. So, yeah, yeah. So. 
Um, next one up, uh, usually, and we've covered this, uh, Tommy and I have talked about this, how most of our projects end up starting off with a, a workshop. Um, tell me a little bit more about what happens in, in one of those workshops. Sure, I can, I can start out with this. I, I presented um, you know, quite a few of these workshops. And that, first of all, it's a great opportunity to really get to know your client and get to know uh, what it is that, uh, what their vision is, you know, what, why, why are they migrating and what, uh, what's it going to, what's it going to look like when they get to Office 365? And, um, you know, it's, that's exciting because although there's some commonalities between our clients that each client's unique and, and we really enjoy that part. And that's really the, the first part of the workshop is understanding their vision, you know, why they're going to Office 365, what it's going to look like when they, when they get there. Um, then the things that we talk about in that workshop, we um, we really get into the current state of Jive. Um, is it in maintenance mode? Are they still innovating in Jive? Are they still adding places to Jive, or um, you know, is it uh, is it uh, is it pretty stagnant? You know, that, that sort of thing. What what are their use cases for Jive? And then mm -hmm. we also look at their their current state of SharePoint. Um, do they have a SharePoint presence either on-prem or online? Um, some some clients are, you know, they're they're fully baked. They've got an entire intranet of, um, available to them in SharePoint Online. They've they're they're already there, and we're just uh, bringing some some content over for them. And then other clients are are brand new to SharePoint Online, and so we want to get a feel for that because that helps determine, um, you know, what kind of migration we do for them. Um, you know, we we get pretty technical with with those as well. The the current state, you know, we want to know if they're on-prem Jive or if they're um, in the cloud Jive. You know, what kind of version they're in, if they've got mm -hmm. any you know customizations, they've added anything onto Jive, you know, that sort of thing. So, and we do the same on SharePoint. Are they predominantly an on-prem SharePoint uh, um, company, or do they have a, a pretty good online presence? Um, are they just using SharePoint for content repository or do they have applications built, business applications built on top of it? You know, just get a, a really pretty good understanding of, uh, of you know, where, where they are with SharePoint. Yep. Awesome. And then I think we can move on. Yeah, go ahead, Kirk. I uh, just going to, I mean, we, during that time, you know, the client will be able to see some uh, examples of content that's going to be um, migrated. Yeah. They'll, you know, we'll go over some of the corner cases uh, that we you know, certainly wouldn't have time to go over in, in a format like this. Um, and, and we'll do it in the context of their data. And, and you know, so we kind of like, oh, okay, you you ha you use a lot of polls in Jive or yeah. or you, you're you heavy in videos in Jive. What, you know, maybe we should talk more about that since you yeah. don't use X, Y, or Z. So. Yep. Yeah, and I think with this too, is this is uh, at the end of this would be to like uh, finalize the the actual budget. I think we originally give people like a what we uh, estimate to be the ROM, so a, a order of magnitude type of budget, and then this allows us to dig in even further and validate that uh, that estimate and put some good timelines in place and what it, what is each sprint focusing in on and it really gives us a chance to dig into it which is which is nice it's sort of with every project you getting over this sort of we need more details in order to really come up with a sound estimate we like doing these workshops because you can do a fixed price workshop 
they're minimize the risk on both sides and then at the end of this validate the actual cost of the project and and uh, that's nice and then we're also i think we we're, we're looking at some other methods of estimating and doing you know trying out some fixed price options and some interesting options that are coming up for us so all good stuff we have our uh, own utility I think this is awesome. This has actually grown through the years. Tell me more about what is the um, the utility that we have for migrating customers. Tell me a little bit more about that, Kirk. Sure. So yeah, it's several utilities, and I don't, I don't remember the year it started now, but it was several years ago um, that we did it internally uh, for Three Will, and uh, and. Um, so several of us have been on these projects. Chris Edwards was the first, and he he's the one that started this whole uh, the technical aspect of it, and um, then we've all uh, piled on. But um, one utility that we'll start out with uh, with a uh, customer is a sizing utility that we can they can pull down from our website, and they can uh, run it in uh, against their Jive instance, and um, it'll give a, ta a table of information that they can pass back to us then. So we can know how many uh, types of different content items they have, how many places they have in Jive, spaces, groups, projects, um, and then how many of each content type they have. And that's real useful. We like to do that before a workshop. It lets us go in and talk about you know, what matters to them. Uh, we've we've had clients, for example, that don't have videos at all. Well, then don't, let's not yeah. spend any time talking about videos. Um, so that's uh, that's really useful to get that done early on. Um, and then our, uh, you know, when we when we uh, we've got other utilities and they run inside of a migration environment, and we'll set up this migration environment. We prefer to do it in Azure. We can do it in the client's tenant or our tenant. We've done it both ways. Um, we have done it on-prem. It's just uh, there's more red tape when we have to do that. So, but if we can do it in Azure, then we can and we can set up security so that there's um, certificates, VPNs required to get in the environment so it's secure. But from there, we'll run um, utilities that will pull content down from Jive, put it into a, some local storage in Azure, typically into the migration environment and they'll be in database format and file format. And then from there, we can do other operations like transform that data. So you've got links that point to other content in Jive, uh, and we know that data is moving to um, Office 365. And then we can change those links to point to where they're going to be, and then we can upload those. So it's more. There's more to it than that. We, um, you know, we'll migrate permissions and other things. We've got scripts for um, provisioning that we tend to hand off to the clients. So they can provision site collections and other other things. Um, and then we've got a utility that uh, will uh, do some operations on Jive itself instead of just pulling content from Jive. As part of the migration, we want to uh, be able to communicate to the user base. And uh, one way to do that is through announcements in Jive, a banner that shows up you know, kind of at the top of, of the Jive page that you're on in a place. And that's, um, that we've got a uh, utility that's, that's the only utility we have that actually updates Jive. And we do that on purpose. We separate it out so we're kind of like, okay, our primary migration utility, it doesn't even know how to update Jive. But this yeah. one utility does. It, it can um, put announcements out there on Jive. And in some cases, we've used it. Uh, it's got the ability to change permissions in Jive. So Jive doesn't have an, a simple read-only mode. You can set a place to, like you can do that in SharePoint. You can kind of say, oh, let's make a site collection read-only. But mm -hmm. Jive doesn't have that. Um, so 
we've used that to change permissions in Jive for purposes like that. Say you've migrated a place, you don't want people to be making changes there, then that's an option. Um, I think that's that's pretty much it. Those are our main sets of utilities. So this is probably one of the most common questions that we get, and I know the answer changes on a monthly basis or a project by project basis, mm -hmm. which is the, and this has to do with the utilities, uh, you know, what types of content do we migrate? So what's the latest, you know, we did this webinar three years ago. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple more that we have as part of yep. the content types that we migrate nowadays. Can you go through those with me? Yeah, so in Jive, you know, you've got places, which are spaces, groups, projects, and then um, inside of those places, you have content and there's different types of content. SharePoint has a concept of content types and so does Jive. In Jive, uh, the primary ones are documents, except they kind of overload the term. You can kind of upload a file as a document or you can kind okay. of write one using a WYSIWYG editor. Um, it's more of like a wiki style document. We call those collaborative documents. And then when you upload a file like an Excel spreadsheet or a PDF or a Word document, we call those binary files. Um, we certainly handle both of those. Uh, we handle um, discussions, Jive discussions and blog posts. Uh, and then some of the newer ones that certainly weren't here last time we did this webinar, um, and there, I think the others were, but the, these weren't, weren't here then were our Jive events, Jive polls and Jive ideas. So we can migrate okay. all of those. And each of those also has, you know, every content type in Jive I think every content type allows a comment on it, or, or sometimes it's called a message internally. And we can we migrate those. Uh, some nice. can have, yeah, some can have attachments as well. Um, not all types, but some types can. Um, I don't think I mentioned videos. Binary file. We we do videos as well and photos. Um, and and then those are kind of the main types of content. But then there's some there's some metadata like. Uh, tags and categories and mm -hmm. uh, we didn't use to migrate those um, probably we didn't last time this webinar was done but now we do and that can go to manage metadata in SharePoint or Office 365 and um, we do other things like uh, you know I mentioned already mentioned links that we transform those links so that you're not you know we see this a lot in Jive where people have a link to another piece of content um, mm -hmm. in Jive or to an attachment or to something else that they place inside of a piece of content say a collaborative document or a blog post we see that a lot you can you know it's kind of like you can at mention a piece of content when you're writing when you're authoring content in Jive and since we see that so much you know we put a lot of effort into transforming those links so that um, when they're migrated even if it's in a different place we are aware of that and we can um, have that link work to its uh, pointing to its new location and um, finally other system fields like um, who created uh, the document the modified by uh, created by and then the timestamps um, the created date and modified date those are all all make it over as well now i know you're dying to tell me what we don't migrate right <laughs> Well, that's one thing that our um, the workshop is, you know, uh, I'm an engineer 
And uh, so, as Danny knows very well, I I like you to say that like sure. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I like to, I like to make it's sure good you're it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it feels better. So yeah. I like to get it off my chest. Here's the things we don't yeah. do, you know, and yeah. it's important that the client realize this is what to expect. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. workshop goes into all the details, but I um they're usually the lesser used types. So Jive yeah. tasks, for example. They, Jive tasks are not very powerful, and uh, we don't find clients are using them at all. Uh, status yeah. updates, those are like, well, I'm going out to lunch. Um, those yeah. are very ephemeral. They don't really need to be migrated. Uh, there's private messages, mm -hmm. um, and then you can have shared links. Jive has a weird internal name for that. Um, bookmarks, announcements, which we can put on Jive as part of the migration. Those we don't yeah. migrate. Um, yeah. And and then other things like follows and profile properties we don't try and migrate those um, we we can archive some of this stuff by the way but we don't okay. have a place for it in office 365. the the big ones that we don't do that people would like us to do are yeah. um, pages home pages and overview pages okay. and content in those pages like uh, tiles or widgets those are very custom. They're basically little applications, each each okay. widget or tile. And so it's a lot more effort to make that happen. And it's usually a manual effort um, yeah. if it's going to be done. And yep. um, so that's, we haven't been able, we have not chosen to migrate those yet through an automated fashion. And you mentioned group and space membership. I don't see in here, like, do, you, do we move user? Uh, what do we move about like user information? Uh, no, no profile properties. So it's so okay. basically the users are already typically going to be synced up to Azure AD. Um, okay. So on your on-prem directory, you're going to have that synced up to Azure AD when you're in Office 365. That's a uh -huh. normal thing that people set up. And then in Jive, every user does have an email address. And then that email address usually matches up to what we need it to match up to. So okay. there may be tra a transformation process we have to go through, but yeah. um, but we usually can can get that to work fairly well. Now what can happen is that people can leave the company and they no longer yeah. they're disabled or don't exist in an Active Directory on-prem. They certainly don't get synced up to Azure AD. And this is yep. true with any type of migration. You're going to have users that can't migrate, um, but their content still will. So we'll migrate the content, but we can't. Uh, in SharePoint, when we put this stuff over in Office 365, we have to assign a created user and a modified user. And so we use um, what we call a default account, and that's something that's configurable. You'll tell us what that default account should be. You can create an, uh, an unlicensed account if you want, and we can use that. It sounds like it's maturing with each year, so that's great to hear. <laughs> um, tell me about... Uh, uh, archived content what do we do with that what do we like how does this do we archive some of this or what do we tell me more a little bit more about that yeah so at, at the end of a usually at the end of a production migration we um, want to give the client everything that we can from jive even if we didn't migrate it so mm -hmm. during the begin the beginning stages and we'll talk more about the the different aspects of a migration but in, at the beginning we'll talk about um, you know what places are going to migrate or not we'll go through a rationalization process even as early as a workshop where we're trying to say where what, what's happening with content types and then we'll go from a jive place basis like what's migrating and what's not and uh, so regardless of it, whether it's migrating or not, we can provide an archive 
of almost all your content in Jive. The types of things we can't are those home pages, but even a lot of the other content types that we don't migrate, um, we do have that information. And okay. so it's a it's a very technical archive, but we'll pull down that data. It's in two formats. It's in a database. It's in um, a file system. And then we have a handoff process. And that handoff process is you know, physically getting those bits to the client and um, also uh, going over that. Usually, in a, usually it's two meetings to kind of go over how it's organized and how they can find that data. But it's not intended for end users to kind of come up and find a piece of content because whoever has access to this has access to all of the Jive content. Awesome. It's probably... Probably also worth noting that that's that's in general our repository for these Jive migrations. And once we've archived that content, we can migrate from that archive even mm -hmm. after um, you know their Jive license is expired, so to speak. So that's, that's right. nice. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I remember sort of the philosophy behind the utilities was let's try to get everything out of Jive as soon as we can and get it you know just to be able to. To, to pull all of the content down. And Kirk, just like you said, I'm an engineer. I have to say, I have to admit, I'm a marketing guy. And I, I won't say, <laughs> I used to be an engineer. And I used to say things like, okay, so we, we uh, archive everything from Jive. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say we archive a lot of things from Jive. Is that better? Like I'm growing Almost here. everything. Yeah. Almost yeah. everything. Almost. I didn't say everything, almost everything. So mm -hmm. uh, there's a little growth. I'm showing you some growth in my personal self as well. Okay, what's up next? Rob, we haven't forgot about you over there. I That's haven't right. forgot about you. I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you hanging on to us. Um, tell me a little bit more about the different phases of the project, because uh, I know we've, uh, through the years, have really tuned these projects, and and uh, we've were agile on most projects, and I know this we've sort of really come up with a nice process behind the scenes for the different phases of these projects. Tell me more about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, we used to do run these projects uh, almost strictly agile. And, and over the years, we've come up with this hybrid approach where uh, the first part of the migration project is agile. The things that, um, you know, things like developing new um, features for the utilities, uh, some things like that. We, we'll do that with an agile approach, which gets us the maximum value. And then we'll move to more an iterative or a waterfall type approach as we're into the pilot and production phases of the, of the project. So first we start out with an inventory and, and we try and do this just as early as we possibly can, even if, even, you know, potentially before an engagement with a client, if we have the access and the full inventory gives us a, a real clear picture of all of their content, where it's located, um, what types of content they have. And, um, from that, we create uh, an inventory spreadsheet. And uh, this inventory spreadsheet, you can kind of think of that as the user interface into uh, the migration. And that's where we um, we really uh, configure the, the entire production migration through that spreadsheet. Um, so once we've got that inventory, um, we'll, uh, we and, and this usually happens around the time of a workshop. Um, Sometimes it's before the workshop, which is ideal, because then we go into that workshop, you know, knowing this information. But sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, and and it happens just after the workshop, um, right when the engagement starts. And once we've got that inventory, we'll we'll do what we call a burn-in test. And what the burn-in test does is it 
sort of proves out that we have all the connectivity that we need to get to their Jive environment, to get to their, their SharePoint environment, whether it's on-prem or, or online mostly now, um, and make sure that all that security is in place and the, the security protocols that we put in place to protect information, make sure that that's all running smoothly and that we can actually um, get water through the pipes is what they like to say. Um, yeah. So that's the, the burn-in test. And um, it, it it just helps us validate that, you know, we've functionally everything works. Now, it's not quite configured how we want it for production, but just functionally there are no issues that we need to resolve. Um, and then after the uh, the burn-in test, if there are any kind of tool updates, say a, a client comes to us and says, well, I know you handle this content this way and you put it in SharePoint as a, let's say, um, as, as a document in a document library. And we would like for you to wrap a modern page around these types of documents. So that's a, like a, an enhancement that we, you know, we, we do all the time, almost with every project. And that's the development stage. And we'll do that uh, after the burn-in test, any kind of development, any customizations of utilities that um, this project um, is asked asked for. If we do do development, then we, we like to follow that up with an integration test, which is a sort of an enhanced burn-in test. And it says, well, we've made some changes to the utilities. We just want to double check that we still have the connectivity that we're expecting. Uh, so we'll do an uh, integra integration test after that. Um, once we're through that phase, we're, we're, we're still pushing up the hill to get uh, the migration going. We're, um, and then right at the top of the hill, we'll do a pilot. Okay. And that pilot migration should be uh, everything we were going to do for production. So it's communications, it's announcements, it's training, it's uh, remediation, uh, it's actual migration. I'd say most of the time when we do the pilot migration, what we migrate during pilot lives on in production. So it's a, a way for, you know, we typically target friends and family of the IT organization, uh, but uh, it's a way for them to get their content migrated early. Um, and that pilots usually last about uh, two or three weeks and sometimes four weeks just to make sure we have everything set. Um, we'll make some enhancements and changes, configuration, any kind of development updates we need to briefly after the pilot. And then we're right into production. And, and what we like to do with production is, you know, we, we use that inventory spreadsheet. We schedule it all out into waves and, and batches. And it is a very prescriptive, you know, Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing that, uh, week after week if it's a large migration. And uh, we don't like to, at that point, make any changes to the utilities or the process just because um, we, we like to push through at that point. Once production's awesome. done, we'll do, yeah, once production's done, we'll do the archive of any content that we, we hadn't um, scheduled to migrate. We'll, we'll go ahead and pull into the, uh, into the archive and do any last minute project um, uh, remediation that we need to do. And then if we're if we're helping out, let's say the um, innovation practice is helping out with uh, uh, an intranet or helping out with uh, the team's um, rollout, they, is, they're going in parallel to these efforts and, and is that is that is that true? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, it's definitely, we, we, we do a quite a bit of that where we work with within our innovation practice to, if they're creating an intranet or templates, you know, we're, we're working side by side with them and we weave their project, some of their outputs into uh, inputs into our project and vice versa. And then 
and then finally, um, you know, after the migration is complete, you know, a lot of times we'll do adoption change management with a client to make sure that, um, and this is really important for clients that maybe uh, Jive has become stagnant um, and content's mm -hmm. become stagnant. We want to sort of reintroduce the users to that content because uh, it was valuable enough for the organization to migrate it. Want to make sure that it's it's relevant and findable and usable in their uh, new environment. So that's a, an, a very important piece. That's the part of these projects where they're really realizing the value of the migration because now the right. content's in a new location and, and users are able to consume it. Thank you. The, so the next question is mine. Ooh, I get a question. All right. <laughs> I love it. Before I go into that, I know for folks, if you're joining late, feel free to ask a question um, through the GoToWebinar panel. Um, also, if you're watching this later on and it's, this is up and hosted on our website, feel free to leave a comment that has a question in there and we'll follow up with that as well. Okay, so my question, and I, I, of course I have to answer this like I'm a marketer, but uh, the question is, and everybody asks this, how much does it cost to do these migrations? And as a good marketer, I will uh, answer that question with an analogy. <laughs> I, when I see this, I say, well, how much does a car cost? Or, you know, you, you can get a car for a couple hundred bucks to, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars if it's some vintage car. Probably a better analogy for this would be how much does a house cost? Uh, you know, you do have some of these uh, options with tiny houses where somebody can get something in the tens of thousands of dollars uh, and then, you know, houses can go up, you know, greater than a million bucks. Uh, what we try to do is it, it, it a lot of this has to do with um, how uh, important your Jive content is, because that's that's sort of the key factor with this, is what happens if you lose this content? What happens if all of a sudden one day, you know, somebody, and really, if you think about it, there's how many hundreds or thousands of hours has been put into the content that's been created on Jive, and just getting rid of that, it, you really have to, the, to, to factor that in as you roll out to a new intranet. And then, and also think about the, I like think about sort of the psychology of this as well, is if you're rolling out a new intranet and you're trying to drive people to use that new intranet, if you just took away everything that they put their work in and you didn't save any of that, how much would they want to invest in the new intranet? So there's a real problem there where one day they've got all this content and the next day it's gone. Any rational human being would say, oh, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't trust it. And that's, that is one of the most um, you know, important things that people who use intranets, they wanna be able to trust the platform, that things that are there, um, that they're storing and they're spending lots of hours on will be there the next day. And so I just, I, I really challenge people when they look at these costs um, to weigh it against the, what is going to happen if we just all of a sudden get rid of this content. We also, I mean, a part of this as well is we're typically use, working with the larger organizations. We've worked with some of the largest uh, uh, rollouts of Jive in the world. And um, so it can be the tens, uh, tens of thousands, upper tens of thousands, probably even over a hundred um with uh and helping them with doing this and so when you start talking about the larger groups and the larger amounts of content uh some of this it just really makes sense for them to to migrate all of that content over 
and then the 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 um the other benefit which is what uh, uh rob brought up initially is the is the cost um and then the loss of innovation that they're seeing right now and the tie-in there's just microsoft is just pouring it on within both office 365 and azure um, and so people really, if they want to innovate, they're seeing, uh, you know, we've got to do this. We've got to move over to, to Microsoft. And so, so I would say at a high level, um, the cost to do it, uh, you know, we're working on the lower end. I know Rob and his team were sort of challenging them to say how much with for the, from some of the midsize migrations, how can we package that up and for it to be in the tens of thousands of dollars, we sort of we typically would walk away from those projects, um, but now we're we're looking into the options of can we package this up so that even some of our mid-market or smaller clients, where we can help them to, to at least either to archive or to get the content out and get it to a, a place, and how can we minimize the variables and the costs that are involved with doing the migration? So. And then some of we, to be quite frank, some of our clients have have spent in the upper hundreds of thousands of dollars and and saw a tremendous amount of benefit. It wasn't like they spent the money and were upset about having to spend the money. They were excited about the, and and these are typically ones where we're also helping out with the intranet. Um, they're very excited about what they get in their new intranet and not losing any of that organizational content and knowledge. Uh, so it's for for some of the organizations out there, they really see that you know, hey, we've we've got to make this move, we've got to continue to innovate, and we can't lose the content, we can't lose the things that people have been working on for the last couple of years. Uh, it, we can't do that, um, and so they reach out to us, and they invest uh, quite a bit of money to do this, and we help them do it right. Uh, so that's that's did I. <laughs> Did I answer? I should just answer with it depends, all right? The ultimate <laughs> consultant. Uh, you, know, you can answer, change I, all that into it depends, and that would be. It depends. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, I think I could say like what you know factors on what you know whether do you want to have a small house or a, a tiny house or do you want to have a mid-sized house or a large house, and uh, the costs are somewhat in line with that. Um, so, but again, talk, follow up, do the sizing tool, and we can give you a ROM to sort of uh, not waste your time or our time with this. So reach out to us. Uh, and we can also, I also want to talk to you sort of about maybe some of the benefits that you're missing of making the move. All right, I'm all done. I had my question. I got one coming up too. How exciting. So this is one to the both of you. Um, what are some of the biggest uh, takeaways from these types of migrations? Ready? Three two one <laughs> you can go first rob um sure like i think one of our big takeaways and, and invariably this happens when we work with a client they're like well um we're on jive now we want to go to sharepoint mm -hmm. and we want it to look just like jive yeah you know we want all the same features it's just just like for like is a term we hear and and they're not the same platforms uh jive yeah. is a is you know was designed as a collaborative platform from the ground up and it has not been innovated not changed or updated in years uh, whereas sharepoint changes every month and yeah. it is uh, uh and it just they're two entirely different platforms they both have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses and um you know we we work with clients to you know mitigate the the what they may see as a risk or a weakness within sharepoint as well as maximize what SharePoint does really well and what Office 365 does really well. So, And this really, you guys have been hitting on this all along. 
which is a lot of these things come into change management. I mean, we're, yep. we're, we're moving from one platform to another platform yep. and it's not, we're doing, we're doing a part of it, which is the actual lifting of one and all that, that what does it take to do it? But there's also an organizational component of this, which is, you, you know, it is not the same thing. It's not like they show up, uh, you know, they leave on Friday and it's job and they show up on Monday and it's office 365 and it looks just like it. Uh, that yeah. we have, you have to have the training, you have to have the rollout, you have to have the people that can support it. Um, a lot of change management things come up and, and I think we've, we're really, we, that's a place where we're shining nowadays. Even the messaging stuff for people who are in Jive and the messaging and communication out. So hopefully I didn't steal what you were going to say. Go Kirk. Um, no, I, I got several things to say. So but, uh, cool. along lines of change management, I mean, we certainly can help out with that because we've got a lot of experience doing these and so we know kind of how our process has to work in with various different clients we've had and um and we we also know as you said we can't do it overnight so there's going to be a rollout we can do things like deltas i didn't mention that before but we can kind of we can do an initial what's migration a delta? what's a delta we, you take any changes since the last migration so um typically we, we might might migrate um, a set of places, uh, maybe a large set of places uh, over a period of time, and then um, only give the owners access to those places. Maybe they start okay. setting up the home pages and do some other things in there. And then, um, and then maybe over a long weekend, we'll do a migration where we take all the changes that have happened over the last two or three weeks or whatever it is, and push those out so that um, those recent changes from Jive can make it to Office 365. And uh, that's just new data layered onto the data we've already migrated. And uh, so some, in some migration tools, they call those an incremental. We tend to call okay. it um, Another thing I'd like to kind of piggyback on what Rob was saying before about um, these being apples and oranges in terms of uh, SharePoint and Jive or Office 365 and Jive. Um, you know, he mentioned how, uh, or maybe it was you, Danny, the how SharePoint is changing all the time. Yeah. And and it is. The few, the the goalposts are moving on us all the time. And and we would like to be at a steady state where we can just say, you know what, there's no new um, uh, innovation we need to do to our migration utilities to move it into the new platform. And it's we're getting pretty far along in that. Yeah. But yeah. um, but they do keep changing. There's like oh you know in the last two, you know two years ago uh, modern um, experience modern pages modern sites came up, came upon us, and we had to change our process to kind of deal with that. And there's other things that um, that are going to be coming out too, where there's certain APIs don't exist for certain things in Office 365 yet. And once those do, then oh maybe that's something we can do for a client. So um, there's just uh, there's always going to be changes because it's an ever changing platform. Um, and mm -hmm. we 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 are mature in what we've got out there and what we can do. But if we want to take advantage of some new latest thing, maybe we need to be tweaking our, our migration to handle that. Maybe we don't, yeah. but in some cases we might need to, or you might yeah, want a couple, to. Uh, two years ago, I don't even know if Teams was around. I don't know when it came out, but yeah. it's amazing how fast that has mm -hmm. taken. Off. How do, uh, I have to ask this. This is my personal question. I love throwing curveballs at people live. Uh, I'm ready. Teams and are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> uh, team, teams and Yammer, sort of. How does that uh, with those two? Because um, how does that factor into all of this? 
All right, I'll take it. But Rob, you can tell me to stop getting too technical if I do. <laughs> so, all uh, right, because I, I will. Um, <laughs> I'll start with Teams. So Teams is uh, Teams to me is a natural fit from the standpoint of a um, a group in Jive is similar to a team in Teams. Um, okay. They have a similar purpose. Uh, it's it's a collaboration environment where everyone's kind of a member of the group or the team. Uh, it's different yeah. than, a, than a, um, a communication site in SharePoint or maybe a space in Jive where it's uh, you're, you're kind of pushing that information out. It's very few people are making changes and a lot of viewers. So a, a, so there, there are a lot of similarities. Um, however, Teams does not have the API that is really good with migrations yet. So other, um, there are some tools out there that try and migrate certain things to Teams. They don't, um, they can't set the timestamp. They can't set the user. They can't even yeah. create create chats on an individual thread. So there's a lot they can't do yet because the API is not there, and we are in in contact with teams about that. What we can do is we can um, work with our clients to move contents, move binary content files into appropriate yeah. folders so they're surfaced well in Teams. So Teams uses something called channels. Every channel is basically, or it has a folder in SharePoint for all of its file-based content. And we can, uh, we can put, uh, we can migrate all the file-based content to those folders so that they show up in the appropriate channel for you. And it could be a general channel or it could be something else, or it could be a subfolder of one of those if you want. Cool. Um, so Yammer, I'll mention Yammer for a second. This is technical too. Yammer has, uh, they were stagnant for quite a while actually, where they weren't innovating much at all. They've done a little bit of innovation lately, um, but they still don't, their API will let us set the author, but it won't let us set a timestamp. And it gets a little messy when you try to do some threaded conversations and tie it back to a piece of content um, that maybe lives in SharePoint. And maybe you want a Yammer web part on a page that has that. So we've done some, some work in that area, but it's, uh, it's not something we recommend doing. But we're, okay. inter we're certainly interested or uh, we, we would like to have conversations about that. Maybe maybe there is something that can be done there. Um, I think yeah. Yammer's gotten better in terms of things like now it maybe has Q&A, which it didn't before. And it, I believe it has um, rich text capability, which it didn't before. And Jive is all rich text. So if you're going to lose yeah. that rich text, you're going to move it into a pure plain text. That's going to be rough. So Nice. You handle that curveball with style. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Next question. What advice would you guys give uh, looking to do this type of migration? Go for it, Rob. Yeah, I think a couple things. One is take the opportunity to um, to clean up your content. Uh, we, we, yeah. we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of methods uh, when we, we do this mapping process of, you know, here's your content in Jive and uh, this is where it's going in SharePoint. Throughout that, we have a lot of methods to help say, for example, we have a feature called Content Sense, and we can say, okay, for this place, only migrate content that was created January 1st, 2018, or, or, or after. And let's leave the older content uh, in the archive um, and not bring that over to SharePoint. That's just one example. We have a lot of different examples on how we can help um, shape the content that you're actually migrating and that helps to clean up uh, some stuff that's just of lower value you you know you don't you're when you do that you you um 
you're starting out fresh with a new environment. It's more relevant. People are going to be more engaged. And also, um, it lowers your cost. You're not migrating content that's low value or no value or a liability mm -hmm. even. So um, that's like one thing um, for sure. I think another thing is I would treat the job migration as a, a means to an end and not uh, be uh, short-sighted on the environment that you're bringing the content to. You know, think about what uh, what you're trying to accomplish with your Office 365 or your um, SharePoint on-prem. You know, if, if it's an intranet and you want this content to exist there, um, put time and effort into that and make sure that, uh, that migrating the content is one piece of that because uh, you want to be ultimately, yeah. you want that content to be relevant and accessible and um, and valuable to your user base. So, yeah, and I, I would add that that um, you know we can help a lot with uh, change management, but it's something you definitely um, need to uh, expect to spend time on. You know, when you're doing one of these migrations, you've got to have uh, a person or a team devoted to this. Uh, that are that's around change management. You probably want uh, someone around training. You want you want to help out with that adoption. You, you know we can we can get it over there and then yeah. you know if you don't have change management, people are just going to be you know who moved my cheese and what's going on. And um, so you want to you want to work with your community to make it as, as seamless a transition as possible, especially given that it's that it is two different platforms you're moving from and it's it is going to change for them it's it's going to be different um, so I, I think you really want to do that and and start that communication early we've worked with clients where some of them are like yeah we're we're just going to kind of surprise them here in a little bit and we're trying to push them to you know now's the time to go ahead and give them a heads up and put an FAQ out there that they can read especially for owners maybe and um, but maybe for everyone and start giving people a heads up what's coming what they what they can do to make uh, make this more seamless for them uh, you know maybe there's some cleanup they can do so things like that yeah I'll piggyback on what Kirk said it, it the earlier if you're considering a migration off of Jive the earlier you do it the better a lot of times the the deadline for our clients is their um, Jive, their renewal of their license. You know, they they don't want to mm -hmm. renew it. Jive is very strict about that. They don't they don't offer uh, partial renewals. It's you know you got to pay for another year. Um, and you know we'll have uh, clients invariably come to us and say, well, our our license is expiring next month, and, and we really don't want to renew it. Um, and that's we're, it's just too late in the process at that point for us to to get everything going to get to get all their content off. So plan plan early. Start thinking about this. If if Jive is not your strategic platform of the future, then have a conversation with us. Even if if, yeah. if you're planning to do something different, reach out to us. We can we can help. Um, even if we're not ultimately the ones that, that do the migration for you, we can we've we've talked to a lot of clients and in, in, yeah. in the similar positions. So definitely it's reach well out earlier. It's earlier the better. Yeah. Yeah, it's well over a hundred folks, and these are larger companies that we've talked to through the years. And you're absolutely right. Whether you're going to end up using our services or not, it's just good to talk about it. And you know, there's even some um, guidance we can provide around doing manual migrations and if, if that sort of stuff. Uh, I think the big thing for us is is we've. Now, this was the original reason why we ended up. I mean, we were big Jive proponents way back when. And the reason was was because they were uh, 
out innovating Microsoft. And uh, nowadays, as I mentioned earlier, that it's changed. It's a different world where Microsoft is moving fast and Jive is hardly moving at all. So for the same reasons that we had before for really enjoy, you know, liking what Jive was doing, nowadays we're, we're in reverse and we're seeing the benefits that people will get out of moving from Jive and over onto Office 365. So along those lines, go ahead, somebody, you want to add no, something? I, I was, I was going to throw in that um, just, just from another uh, a thing to be aware of that some clients will look at different ways of setting up their intranet on Office 365 and there mm -hmm. are these internet in a box vendors out there. Um, yeah, good point. We have worked, we have worked with several of them actually during a Jive migration. Um, there's, I would still take a look at what's out of the box with the new modern capability. Yeah. Um, that makes it simpler for us than to try and work with maybe an API that's coming along with another Internet Box vendor, and um, and that there's a lot of innovation going on there. So yeah. uh, just just keep keep that option open is what I would recommend, and certainly we can help out with um, our, our innovation practice of helping to create a um, internet if you're if you've got a green field in office 365 basically well this is kind of breaking news for us but i heard from sam marshall who puts together the uh, sharepoint internet in a box he's from uh, clearbox over in the uk and uh, we do our we actually have an annual uh, podcast that we do together sort of to catch up on things and talk about things like you know when is it the going to be the point in time in which um you know essentially sharepoint online outpaces some of these uh, SharePoint in a box vendors. And uh, I think we've seen over the last couple of years, we're, we're, it's trending to sh you know, people just using the modern experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I've, um, there's a chance I'll be helping out with a couple of the reviews. So helping out with the, the product that they're putting together. They have a great report. You can download an executive um, version of the report for free. Uh, so that's clearbox.uk. Uh, and if you haven't heard of that and you're looking at uh, SharePoint Intranet in a Boxes, that's definitely a great resource that you want to pay for and download. Um, so this last part, I mean, if if you're looking at doing this, we have um, an ultimate guide up on our website. So if you go to the homepage, you'll see on the homepage sort of the second part of it is a, is a link to all of the different ultimate guides that 3Will has. We have an ultimate guide to moving from Jive to Office 365, and it just really covers a lot of the things that we've discussed in this uh, in this web webinar, but it, it'll pick up on a couple of other things uh, that are in there as well. At the bottom of that ultimate guide, you'll see the um, all of the different uh, blog posts and podcasts and what we've been doing through the years. So this is a tremendous resource for you to go and check out from the 3 Well website. Um, I, I definitely encourage you guys to do this. I'll make sure that uh, in the follow-up email, you get a link to that, but it's very get, easy to get to. Just go to our homepage at 3will.com and then scroll down, you'll see uh, uh, ultimate guides and then just select the ultimate guide of moving from Jive to Office 365. The other thing I wanna point out is there's a lot of what we're doing in here that could apply to other platforms. And so uh, a focus last year was for us to look at all of the different platforms that are out there. And I think, you know, you can reuse some of this, the process and the change management pieces 
and all we'll need to do is really to look at um, building up the utilities for these different platforms. But we've started talking and focusing in on things like Slack. We've got a high-level uh, Slack to Office 365 migration guide. So a lot of people are looking at this and seeing the overlap with uh, with Microsoft. Uh, so I de def yeah, definitely take a look at that and see what's in there. Um, yeah, and those are off of, just go to our homepage and you'll see a listing of ultimate guides there. Well, what are we looking at? Do we have any questions? If you have any questions, I don't, um, let me check. I don't think I see any. So that's fine. We'd love to talk to you in person. That's even better. Uh, so if you'd like to talk in person, just go to the Three Wheel website, click on contact us. You'll see it up in the upper right hand corner. Fill that out. It'll send. Uh, it'll, I'll get an email. We'll follow up. We'll set up a, 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 a convenient time to talk, and I'll pull in the right people for the discussion. But let's just come up with a plan for you uh, to move off of Jive and over onto Office 365, and we'd love to help you out with that. Kirk, thank you for your time. Rob, thank you for you're your welcome. time. Yep, you're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate that. Is it is this going to be something I'll see you in three years and we'll do this again? <laughs> Maybe we do this every three years. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. Part of my job is to is to take what is going on in three will and and sort of get it out to the public. And I know this takes time to prepare for these things, but uh, it's really important because you guys are just doing tremendous work on projects, and uh, and I'm just excited about what you guys are doing. Rob, you, I'll give you a, a 30 seconds here. You're starting up a new practice called the Transformation Practice. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, great. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, I'm the practice owner for Transformation now here at Three Will. That includes, um, you know, part of it includes migration, also includes application modernization. So if you've got an application that's um, uh, in, say, SharePoint or it's an on-prem environment and you want to take advantage of the sort of work anywhere of an on-cloud on, on environment, you know, we'll help analyze that application and uh, come up with a solution to modernize it and bring it into sort of the 21st century, if you will. And uh, that's a big part of the practice. We also do um, a lot of SharePoint to SharePoint migrations. Yeah. Uh, we're working on tenant consolidations, you know, through mergers and acquisitions. So uh, anything where we you're looking to transform your digital estate, uh, we're hoping that uh, you'll consider three will for that and and we're continuing to increase the service offerings that we have uh, in that area and um, I'm really looking forward to it this is this is new for three will I've been a practice owner for about two months and I'm really excited about what 2020 is going to bring for the company so yeah we're excited for you to lead this up I we all know I mean this is really completing the vision for us for uh, digital workplaces. I mean, you need to have, um, you know, this idea of move, not not only migrating off of other platforms onto Office 365, but also getting your applications up and running in Azure and modernizing your applications. We're really getting to the point where it's all in one place and people are getting work done. It is a digital workplace. It's it's where they collaborate and where they have their line of business applications. This is all really good stuff, and, and we're really fortunate to have you lead this up, and we're, we're excited about what, what what's happening in the next couple of years with this practice. Thanks, the guy, th thanks again, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye.